1: You know, well, yeah, in school, yeah, and see, this is about cha- changing our image, transformational identities, is what I'm talking about. In school, I got F, 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 F growing up, straight Fs. I was the only kid in the history of the school that ever got straight Fs in every school I went to. I went to a different school every year because my mother was bouncing with different boyfriends every year. Every year I do school. Every year I was F, 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 F. -F. I thought it meant fantastic. I'm not exaggerating. Not one D. Not a C or a B. Straight Fs. Because I would get to school, my mother was drunk and high, I'd get to school at 12 in the afternoon, right on time for the free lunch, and then I'd hang out there and just draw and hit on the girls, I was hitting on girls from like kindergarten, my first course was kindergarten, so I'd be hitting on the girls, and I'd be passing them notes, do you love me, yes or no? And I'd pass the note to the girl, and shh, this girl Lisa, blonde haired girl, I like brunettes now, but back then it was blondes, I was six. <sighs> she took the note and she gave it to the teacher and back then they beat you so my teacher put me up against the wall and she beat me so the next day I said I love you so much how could you do this to me in a note and she got the note gave it to the teacher next day I failed first grade because of this girl I was the only kid in that school that ever failed first grade they failed me in the first grade I had to repeat first grade because of this crush Amen. So I dropped out of school. I mean, so by by actually seventh grade, I kind of stopped really going. I would just go to like meet my friends or meet a girlfriend and, and smoke a joint with the security guards. And that's legal now. But back then in Chicago, you know, you know. I smoke a joint with the security guards. We had a couple, you know, stoner, fish heads, like dead heads, fish, you know, dead and fish heads. Some of you white guys might know that. You know, so i get high with them, these like rock, rocker guys, teachers, you know. And, uh, you know, and then by, by freshman year, 14 years old, I was like, man, who needs school? School's for losers. I didn't realize that actually the ones that don't go to school, we're the losers, actually. Like 10 years later, we're the losers. You know, we're cool 14, but when it's time to pay the bills and you don't even have a car and you got to pick your girlfriend up on the bus and you can only take her to Wendy's for lunch, you know, you're the loser, amen. But back at 14, I thought those guys are losers, those nerds in school all day long, man, kick it with me. We're having a good time. So I dropped out of school 14. So, this is all enforcing my image of not having value. You understand that? And we need to get our image from God, not from how God uses us, not from how much money we have. Everybody walks a little different on payday. Am I right? Men, we walk a little different. Two times. Once on payday and once after a haircut. <laughs> after men get a hair, I was in Paris. And we, we were, I was in this Arab barbershop. And it was all Arabs and Africans. And I was the only, you know, white guy there. I'm half white. I'm Latino. But, you know, I was the whitest guy there. And everyone's was getting their haircuts. And I just loved being in the hood barbershop, you know. The Algerians and Moroccans Nigerians are all cutting the hair. And this one black boy, yeah, I don't know if he was Ghanaian or whatever, but he had this, like, brush. Like like a you know you know those like brushes like not not like white people use combs like a brush brush like for a horse you know and he had this brush flat one like he'd just be like this you know and he got his hair cut he went in front of the mirror and he was like Woo-hoo! woo 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 hey! woo and I thought to, I was sitting on the side just looking at him waiting for my number to be called yeah 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 like that and I thought to myself. That's how I feel on the inside after I get a haircut. <laughs> I don't do all that, but that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, inside I do it. Amen. So after a haircut or after payday, we we, we, we walk differently because You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen?
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience, yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set.
1: Our identity comes from what we have, but that's wrong. Our identity comes from how God uses us, and that's wrong. Our identity comes from uh, who honors us, who loves us, who respects us. That also is wrong, because the minute that's taken away, we begin to lose our identity, and then we go trying to feel a sense of self-worth through sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Amen, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Trying to fill that, that insecurity, that void, that rejection. Amen. I remember my, Papa Luigi, one of my mentors. He told me, he said that. Uh, he says, speaking of pornography or sex, or masturbation, he said, for men, I don't know women, but he said for men. Uh, the fantasy of pornography or, or, or actually having a relationship, sexual relationship out of marriage. But a, the sexual encounter, whether it's in the mind or physical, says to a man, you're loved. And so what people oftentimes are going for is not the actual, the, 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 just the, the pleasure, but they're looking really for Love. They're looking for someone to say, I value you. You're attractive to me. You have something about you that is attractive or good, that I love, that I respect, that I want to give myself to. And this is, this is the root reason why men have many sexual issues. Looking for, really, for acceptance and for value and for love. So all of these issues that we have, and I tell you what, pastors some to have the most issues. Ask any pastor... Those of you who are not pastors, you don't know this. But ask any pastor to tell you pastors are the most insecure people in the world. That's why in any city you go to, it's hard to get pastors to come together. It's hard to get pastors to work together because there's so much insecurity. And they get the security from the ministry. I had a pastor that was totally in sin, demonic. He was doing terrible stuff. But he couldn't stop preaching because preaching was the only thing that made him feel good about himself it didn't matter he only had 12 people in his church it still gave him some kind of value and that is a false value and the matter of fact we don't need any of these things to give us value because our value has to come from our identity and our identity has to come for who we are in Christ it has to and it just doesn't happen because you heard a good sermon and because you know it's true. It don't happen that way. It comes by getting this word in your spirits. That's how it comes. Everyone will tell you and agree with you what I say. They'll boost pastures like that. They'll agree with what I'm saying. But they don't want to pay the price to put the word in you. Being unsatisfied with our levels of growth and unsatisfied with our level of results is the key for greater. I'm unsatisfied. I prayed for a girl in Mongolia. She was a crippled girl, six years old. No, couldn't her, her legs were like noodles. And I prayed for this girl, and I cried out to God, and I had the whole church pray, and she didn't walk. I didn't say, well, I'm not the healer. God's the healer. Because that's the cop-out that Christians make. I said, no, I need to get a hold of God's miracle power. I need to grow in the power, faith, and the anointing. If Peter did it, if Jesus did it, if A.A. Allen did it, I can do it too. We can't just cop out by saying God's the healer. No, we have to look in the mirror and challenge our weaknesses and take the responsibility upon ourselves to grow. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to grow. We have to be unsatisfied with our levels of growth. I don't want to say lack of growth because I I assume we're all growing. But our levels of growth, we have to be unsatisfied. Now listen, unsatisfaction does not mean... You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen?
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our living proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with
1: your CD set. You're not grateful. Matter of fact, I want you to hear this and remember this. Gratefulness is the door to more. Say door to more. more. Gratefulness is the door to more. I have to remind myself of this all the time. I was doing a little campaign to raise money. I needed $4,000 for Mongolia. And I was online all day long, 12 hours a day, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Chinese social media with charts and graphs, uh, video messages. I was for seven days, 12 hours a day, trying to raise $4,000. I only raised $200. But every 20 that came in, I think eight people gave 20 bucks. Every 20 that came in, I was like, hallelujah. My wife came in, oh, oh, what happened, what happened? I said, somebody just gave $20. She said, well, how much do you need left? I said, $3,800, 980 But I have to remind myself that the gratefulness for what you have is the door to more. So we have to be grateful, amen. Hallelujah. We pray, someone might say, well, I just, you know, I pray for people and I just see some little miracles. Don't, you know, don't minimize it. Don't be satisfied. But be grateful. And praise God, the Lord's using me in this area. Now I want to grow farther. I want to grow deeper. Amen. Gratefulness is the door to more. But unsatisfaction is the key to growth. Being unsatisfied with your salary, your income, your status is the door to growth. But gratefulness, hallelujah. Watch, this is important. Don't, this is where most people really get stuck, especially pastors, especially pastors. Don't pitch a tent of pride around your past successes. I know pastors that have pictures of crusades, video clips of crusades that they did in like 1964, and they show this on their weekly broadcast like it was last week. And that man ain't done a crusade since 1964. And he's still living the glory of what God did 40 years ago. And this is, this is where most of us, Oh, I one time preached a revival, but God moved. Oh, I planted a church in this city and, and it just exploded. And we get st- stuck in present lack of progress based upon the relishing of our previous successes. Instead of saying... That was great, and I thank God for, now what can I do today? World changing. What can I do today? What peak can I reach? What mountaintop can I take? Don't get lazy on your plateaus that you've reached while you're climbing the mountain of change. I've gotten lazy for a year and three months on my plateau of success, on my way to transformation. I've taken a break, Frosties and... So, you know, my chocolate frost. I take a little break, hallelujah. But we got to shift gears sometimes and just get out of that plateau and begin to move on for greater. Amen? Because we're going for the greater. How many minutes do I have left? 10 minutes. Ten minutes. Listen to this. Meditation in the Word. All outward growth springs from inward development. All outward growth in your life, whether it's in your health, your finances, your relationship, your ministry, that all comes from inward development. If you're not working on the spirit, man, if you're not getting the word of God in your spirit and and dealing with your image, transforming your image, you are not going to have outward growth. Now, I want you to understand that the word's growth in us is totally different from the growth in the word. The growth of the word is different than the word's growth in us. Do you, do you understand that? Growth in the word is a broad. It's, it's a, oh, you know, 365 Bible day reading plan. I listen to this book. I listen to this tape series. That's, 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 that's a growth, but it's, it's, a, it's a growth like this, Okay. The words "growth in us" is the key to greater heights. So not the width, but the depth. Growth in the word is the key to balance. So growth in the word, it helps you be balanced, okay? Growth in the word helps you be balanced. Okay, yeah, we're fully Holy Ghost, Pentecostal, but we're, we're, we're diligent with our time, and we keep our word. If we say we end this time, we end this time. If we say we start this time, we start, you know, so there's the balance, right? We speak in tongues, but we also give to the poor. We heal the sick, but we also go to the prisons and help the needy. We do great miracles, but we're also humble. So, so growth in the word keeps you balanced. But that's where we stop, and that's why we, have, we, we can't reach greater. Because what makes you greater is, is, is not growth in the word, but it's the word's growth in you. Which means one seed, one subject, one scripture, one revelatory truth that begins to grow inside of you so great that it oozes out of your eyes. That it oozes out of your skin. That you, you look like a king. You smell like a king. You walk like a king. Because you've been meditating on kingship. That's the word's growth in you. You start meditating on things like that. People call you prideful. Who does he think he is? Well, my aunt told me, who do you think you are? I, st- I pulled over and I helped someone change your tire and I was late for dinner. She was cooking. And I said, said, why are you late? I said, oh, well, there was a lady on the side of the road with her tire blown. And she said, who do you think you are, Jesus? I said, well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the point to try and be like Jesus, right? Amen? Hallelujah. Growth in the word is the key to balance. But the word's growth in you, say that with me, the word's growth in me is the key to greater In the kingdom of God, you're either progressing or regressing, period. You're either progressing or regressing. If you don't have more anointing, if you don't have more prosperity, if you don't have more health, if you don't have more souls, if you don't have more growth, you're regressing. You're regressing. My pastor always taught us, Pastor Parsley, anything living is growing. Anything living, take a tumor. If that tumor is living, it's growing. Am I right? Anything living, good or bad, is growing. Only dead things don't grow. And a lot of us have death in areas of our life. And we need to sow resurrection life through the word of God in those things. Amen. Fee, fi, fo, fo. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he live or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. This is what the giant said to Jack in Jack of the Beanstalk's tale. Giants can smell grasshoppers a mile away. They always say you know an alpha male the minute he walks into a room. Giants can smell a grasshopper a mile away. And I'm going to close here at Numbers. I'm just getting into the intro now, but we'll have to close here. Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Are you, are you guys getting anything from this? I don't know everything, but I'm just giving you the couple of things that I do know. Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I will give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler. God don't call lazy people. God don't choose lazy people. He says, choose a ruler. Verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain. And see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak or few or mighty. Let me get down to verse 23. And it says and they came unto the brook of Eshcol and they and cut down from thence a branch with the cluster of grapes and they bare it between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook of Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel were cut down from thence and they returned from the searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran and to Kadesh, and they brought back word unto them and to all the congregation. So all the congregation heard it and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came to the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey. And surely this is the fruit thereof. Nevertheless, verse 28 the people be strong that dwell on the land and the cities are walled and they're very great. And moreover, I saw the children of Anak there and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. But the man that went with him said, we be not able to go up against the people. There's no room for excuses but this, but I thought that. This might have not worked out. There's no excuses in great leadership. You get it done. One thing I learned from Pastor Parsi, he'd fire you in a minute. You tell him we can't do that, you're fired. I learned from a couple of great people that built great things debt-free. Bible schools and airplanes and, 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 and facilities with 8,000 members, debt-free. You don't give excuses. You get it done. That's great leadership. But he says, oh, we can't do it because of this. We can't do it because of that. And, you know, and they brought up an evil report. God calls it evil. They brought up an evil report of the Lamb which they searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the lamb." Through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants. Like Jack and the Beanstalk. And all the people that we saw are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we, circle this in your Bible, in our own sight. The issue was not that they couldn't do the impossible. The issue was that they didn't see in their own sight that they can do it. We in our own sight are as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. How you see yourself, others will see you. How you see yourself, others will see you. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he live or be he dead, I'll grind his bones and make him bread. You can smell a weak spirit a mile away. And the only way you could change that is not by acting. So many people put on jewelries and nice clothes and perfumes and they try and walk like they have confidence and they act cocky. Like Kanye West. I love him. He's from Chicago. But they're so, everybody knows they're full of insecurity. Because it emanates out of their blood, out of their spirit. Plant the word of God in you. Change from the inside and it will shift everything around you. It will change your life. I want to encourage you today. I'm still in my introduction, but I can send you the notes. I have 20 more pages. I can send you the notes and I want you to get it in your spirit. How can we go for greater? Because there is no cap. There is no cap that the Lord puts on us. The caps are in our own eyes, what we put on ourselves. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap, please. I will a man. Because I want to be under authority. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen?
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience, yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order, and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer,
1: along with your CD set. I seen fifteen thousand dollars because you know I'm Latino, and I thought you know those white people, they could get the money. Those blonde hair, blue eye people with the white smiles and ties, they could get the money. I can't. Like, people like him can't. I'm a big guy with a Chicago attitude, and I'm a Latino. No one will give me that money. That's how I felt. I never said it, but that's how I've been feeling. And I got a word recently at at, at their house, and somebody said, you're worth the money. The Lord says, you're worth it. And then Aaron, the guy he's staying with, uh, the pastor from Nigeria, Aaron said, I feel the Lord saying he's going to bless you. Someone's going to give you $15,000. I said, that's... I said that—that's not only the amount, but the, the message. The, the other prophecy, the same night, the same meaning was that you're worth the money. You're worth it, Amen. and that meant something to me. Cause wait a minute, I felt like I'm not worth it because I'm from the gangs. I'm from the streets. I don't have a PhD without a change today. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> is the lord i trust you are blessed and encouraged we have more on this series coming to you next week so tune in next week and catch the broadcast make sure you call and send in a donation send in a seed support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way if you think it will bless and encourage others your financial support is very important if you go to our website nfbeijing.com forward slash store, you can get some of our ministry products, CDs, and we'll be offering the DVDs of all these sermons coming soon. So go visit us online, like us on Facebook, add our YouTube channel, where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials, everything that you don't see on the show, you're going to get that on the YouTube channel, of Church at YouTube, and be blessed and encouraged. We love you, we want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers, and also dig new wells for what God's going to do in our generation.